Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Hello friends, for today's podcast I thought I'd talk about the time I got in a fight with uh, a Thai triad in Bangkok of all places. So there I was, it was about 1990, um, 1993, I got an, uh, an indulgence flight to Hong Kong. I was serving in the Royal Marines Commandos, which is British elite forces, so a bit sort of across halfway between American uh, Marines and, and Navy SEALs. And I'd got a cheap flight out to Hong Kong with British Airways, 40 pounds, so six, 60 bucks. And while I was there, I I spent two weeks in Hong Kong. And, and in the middle of it, I kind of got to the point where I'd seen all of Hong Kong you could really see as a tourist when you don't know the language and you don't know, you know, the insider information. Plus, I was traveling on my own. So I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to go to the Philippines. Uh, so I went to the airport. I don't know why I chose the Philippines. It just sounded exotic, like one of those places that you want to go. And I got to the airport and I'd missed the flight. I'd missed it by half an hour, the check-in. So I said to the girl at the airline desk, "Is have you got any other flights going? And she said, yeah, we got one to Thailand in, in half an hour. So I said, yeah, get me on it. So I never forget, I got on that plane. I think it was an Air India plane or or maybe I'm getting confused. But I went to the toilet and there were footprints on the toilet seat. So kind of a bit of an eye opener, really. It was... Does this person not understand that you sit down on these kind of toilets, or is it some kind of germ thing that 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 they've got going on in in foreign parts? That anyway, so I rocked up in Bangkok, left the airport, jumped in a cab, and he said, "What hotel do you want?" And I said, "I don't want a hotel. Just take me where do where do people drink around here?" So he said, "No, no, no. You must you must have a hotel." I said, "No, no, I don't want a hotel. I'm just just." I want to go out drinking. So anyway, he dropped me. Uh, he dropped me to a nightclub, and after a few days in Bangkok, I let me make sure I'm getting this the right way round. Yeah, I met a guy in the Hard Rock Cafe. He's a, a really nice South African lad called Rob. And we got chatting and we were mucking around arm wrestling and bar staff and stuff. And I said, Rob, do you want to like get a hotel? You know, we'll share a hotel room, split the cost, explore a bit of the country together. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I only had, you know, seven or eight days there. So it wasn't like I had a big time, but I wanted to make the most of it and see as much as I could. And we went out to a club. It's really amazing back in Bangkok 20 years ago are we talking 20 years ago oh, if not probably almost over 25 years ago it was anything goes 
They say one mate, one night in Bangkok makes the hard men tumble. Well, I guess that's what this story is a bit about. Um, so we've been out during the day and we've been to all the markets and they did this really first class fake designer gear so you could get Ralph Lauren shirts really neatly tailored um, Levo, Levi 501 jeans that you couldn't really tell the difference so we're all kitted out in this new garb decided to um, go go to Clubland as you do and um, one of the and some guy came up to us so some tout he said guys guys come do you want a girly show do you want a girly show and here's the thing right I didn't because that I'm not like a prude or anything, but I just think all that shit's a bit fucking sad. You know, why do why grown I mean grown men, obviously grown men, but you know, you get like middle aged men that should be doing something with their life and they're they're sat in this seedy bar watching these girls like pop ping pong balls out of their bits and stuff, you know, and and uh play with snakes and all this kind of stuff. So I wasn't like keen on it, but the thing is I'm I'm 22 years old. I'm a young marine and I just want to make, you know, I just want to have the experience of a lifetime and I don't want to say people to say when I get home, "Oh, did you go to a girly bar?" and I was like, "No, I didn't." You know, I went to freaking McDonald's or something. So I thought, "Yeah, go and have a look." And I said to the guy, "How much are drinks?" He went, "Oh, cheap, cheap, cheap." Okay. So we went in, had a couple of drinks, and this girl was doing her show. And like I say, it's just freaking depraved. That's all it is. It's not, I, what kind of bloke wants to go and see a girl who lives in poverty, who's come from a poor village in Thailand, that just wants to support her family? I mean, I know they get money out of it, so it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? But what sort of bloke wants to go and fucking see them? popping ping pong balls out of their private parts you know so anyway I turned to Rob I said come on man let's get out of here and we went to the bar to pay our bill and the barman pulls out this ready-made bar tab if you've heard my um, mugged by the Turkish mafia story you'll you'll this will probably ring bells to you pulls out this ready-made bar tab and he tries to charge us what would be the equivalent in English of, let's say, 50 quid or in the States of, you know, 80, 80, 80 dollars just for four freaking beers. And this is Thailand where beer's cheap anyway, right? So I just looked at the guy, said, sorry, I'm not paying it. And I turned and went to the door. And this Thai bouncer You've got to remember in, in areas like that, well, probably most areas around the world, you get a private businessman that owns the club. He has to pay the local gangsters to run the club, right? Or he's going to get burnt out or, you know, they're just going to come down heavy on him till he goes out of business, right? So this Thai gangster, I say Thai triad. Triad's actually an English term. It's what the Hong Kong police called the Chinese gangsters, right, in Hong Kong. Because they had three, three, like three dot tattoos. So they nicknamed them the triads. And that name is, as you probably know, is stuck. So I, I call him a Thai triad, but you, you, you know, you know what I'm getting at. So, and he was particularly tall for a, for a Thai guy. 
So as I went to go out the door, he just stepped in front of it. And he was like, you pay the bill, pay the bill now. So I said, fuck off, mate. We're not paying you anything. Get out my way. And like, he wouldn't move. And of course, I'm so young and naive. I'm not just, you know, I'm not just handling this wrong. The way to handle it, if you ever get in this situation, is pay the money, go out, get the tourist police, all the police. Then they will es- you, they will escort you back to the bar and they will get your money back for you, right? I didn't know any of this then. And uh, I turned to Rob and he's there all nervous. You know, he wasn't like a rough, tough commando like I was. It, he was like, I said, Rob, hold my camera. He said, why? What are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to fight this guy. When I win, we go outside for free. So he's like, oh. So Rob takes my camera. And as I turn around to this Ty Dorman, this this uh, real athletic looking guy, you know, that was a bit of a clue. As I turn around to, to just say to him what I just said to my mate Rob, he, he, um, he preempted what I was going to say. And... In a flash, he just broke my nose, just like that. So I was like, fucker, just dived on this guy, battled him to the ground. I'm pummeling him. He's pummeling me. It's all turned into a bit of a mess. And then suddenly, just like that, he stopped what he was doing, looked at me and he said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Okay, get up, get up. What it was is he'd let his face, this is this extreme Asian pride I've talked about in my other videos, he'd let his face get in front of not just professionalism, but also his country's like courtesy. They're really, they call it Thailand the land of the smiles, right? Because people are really gentle there. They're incredibly accepting. It's like got, got the highest rate of uh, transgender people in the world, I think. Um, and so it's kind of a combination of two things. One, he'd realised he's just fucking smacked a tourist. And this is in the tourist era where you don't, your club can't afford to be punching out tourists, you know. And I think the second thing is, excuse me a sec. I think the second thing is, um, you know, he'd just gone against the tie way. So he jumped up and uh, and he grabs a clump of tissues from the bar and he's holding it against my nose and I'm telling him to, you know, fucking do one. And um, I said to Rob, come on, let's go. And of course, this Thai guy gets out of the way and I, I just looked and I said, I told you we were going out for free. And yeah, I was young. I was a fucking dickhead. That's. You know, what do you expect? Young, drunk marine. Um, that's a recipe for a bit of delusion, right? So anyway, we went out and my nose is just split. You can see it now. It goes that way. It's just split right down there. And we had to go to the hospital. So I'm in this hospital. It's It wasn't the worst hospital I've seen in the world. Not as bad as Africa, but it was pretty ropey. And the doctor, he just, they don't give a shit. They didn't give a shit over there back then if you were drunk. You know, if you're drunk, you're not supposed to have an anaesthetic because you can stop breathing. They didn't care about that. They were like, whack, anaesthetic in my nose. 
and he's sewing me up on the operating theatre and I'm just trying to stop laughing because it was all so funny and Rob's taking pictures with my camera um, and when we went out to get the, the medicine that this doctor said that I'd need there's a guy sat in the reception and he says he came over and he's shook my hand really gentle blow and he said I'm so sorry I'm the owner of this club but I don't run it that I have to pay the triads to run it you know the the mafia he said I'm so sorry what happened to you it's just not our way it's not the Thai way can I make it up to you so I said jokingly yeah give us a hundred bucks you know and he just looked and laughed and said no no this Thailand Thailand very poor very poor I said okay but Good credit to him. He reached in his pocket and he gave me the equivalent of about 40 bucks, so 25 quid in English. That's a lot. That was a lot of money over there back then. And um, he said, listen, you, you're going to have a night out in Bangkok, courtesy of me. He said, come. So he took us in a tuk-tuk and he took us to one of his clubs. He obviously owned quite a few. And he waved two girls over and said, right, look after these two boys for the night. And... Um, it's really funny that the they took us to all these clubs and all the doormen were coming up and shaking my hand and they were saying, you're that guy. You're the guy that took on the guy in the in the Pink Panther Club. And I was like, nope, not me, I'm that guy. So, uh, yeah, they just they thought it was mega impressive that a Westerner wouldn't fucking pay the bill. And they, they all know it's a rip-off anyway. So um, they were coming up and giving, they were... They all wanted my address so they could send me Thai boxing <laughs> videos. So um, after this, right, these girls, I don't know why, but they thought they'd take us in a boy bar. Not that I, you know, not that not that I give a shit because, um, like, I'm up for experience every. You get one life, right? You want to see it all. But a boy bar, and we're talking 20 years ago, in, in 25-odd years ago in, you know, Bangkok, oriental city where the girls are pretty and so are some of the boys you know a crazy place and this boy bar was just naked young men some of them look you know barely adult really and they're just well that's it it's a boy bar it's full of naked boys and they were all masturbating not to you know have an orgasm they're doing it to keep themselves hard because if they don't they don't get paid as much because it doesn't attract you know all these clients and and uh look around this place and there's just i don't know a bit sad you know middle-aged kind of gray-haired guys all sat on their own with this you know bare well freaking teenagers really hanging off their arms and and uh i don't know why they thought we want to go in i think I think they're so accepting. They just thought, oh, the Westerners will want to see this place. And yeah, it was an eye-opener. And then uh, we went for a meal. And uh, it was just delicious Thai meal. All Asian food's nice, right? But the Thai food's particularly delicious. We sat there at the table with these two girls, Nuna and Nina, I think they were called. And uh, and I'm like, oh, oh. And they're looking at me, but what? They're looking around for a dog, right? And I'm with the chopsticks, I'm picking some chicken out of the stir fry and I'm feeding it under the table. <coughs> and these, these girls thought it was hilarious. And um, 
the next day, Rob's like laughing, this gentle South African lad, he's just laughing. And I said, what are you chuckling at? He said, that last night. You know, out of everything he thought was funny, not, you know, me getting my nose broken by a Thai bouncer or having it sewn up with no, you know, with full with anesthetic when I was drunk and people giving these. No, the thing he thought the funniest, he said, that thing with a dog, man. That was so funny. <laughs> Thanks for listening, team. See you next time. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.